You're listening to the Joy Habit Podcast, episode 24, nutrition questions, supplements, how long will it take, cheat meals, and exercise. Hey, this podcast is all about real ideas on how your nutrition, exercise, stress management, and self-love are all foundations to your mental health and happiness. I'm Allie, a certified nutrition coach, and I'll be chatting each week with my good friend, Lindy, a licensed clinical social worker. Together, we've helped many clients reach their health goals and find emotional stability. It's possible to not only feel happy, but joyful inside and out. Here, we will discuss how to make joy a habit. So let's get started. Welcome to the Joy Habit Podcast. I'm Allie. Thank you for listening. I was looking at our listener stats today, and we have had over 1,200 downloads so far, which is amazing. I love that you guys are enjoying this. Uh, please continue to share it with your friends and family. You can share episodes on social media and tag us so we know what you're liking. And also, if we could just ask a favor to take a short minute to go rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. You just go to the podcast profile and click on the stars. You can also leave a comment. It only takes a few seconds, and it helps our podcast be found by more people who may benefit from the information we're putting out into the world. Lindy and I feel so strongly about getting this information into the ears of as many people as possible to help them feel better and feel more confident and, of course, to feel full of joy. So thank you for all your support. It's been a few weeks since we did a nutrition topic on the podcast, so I thought I'd address some of the most common questions I get as a nutrition coach when people are starting a new diet plan. And actually, I remember asking some of these questions myself, so I hope you'll find them helpful. Starting a nutrition plan can be tricky. It can be exciting and challenging all at the same time. I do have to say it is super helpful to not go it alone. If you can find an accountability buddy to do it with, I love to get my husband to commit to do it with me. I just stay more motivated. Or you can join a support or challenge group or hire a coach. I do think you'll be more likely to stick with it and see the success that you're hoping for if you're not going about it alone. So let's jump into the common questions that I get. The first one is probably the one I'm asked most often, and I remember thinking it myself. Do I need to take supplements? The short answer is no. The word supplement means literally something that completes or enhances something else when added to it. Or when it comes to nutrition, a supplement means a substance taken to remedy the deficiencies in a person's diet. So something that they are not getting through the food they eat, they can then take a supplement, kind of like a medication, you know, whatever form it's in, to help um, remedy those deficiencies. So a supplement is designed to bridge the gap between which nutrients you're still lacking after you've eaten all your food. Your doctor will most likely tell you that a good quality multivitamin is always a good idea. I've had all my doctors tell me that. I also had my doctor tell me years ago after doing some blood work that I was deficient in vitamin D. So I take a vitamin D supplement based on the advice from my doctor. And then a few years later, I was retested and I am no longer vitamin D deficient. I still take the vitamin D um, because I don't want to become deficient. So there are 
many different vitamins, minerals, pills, liquids, sprays, and powders out there for supplements, and it can really make your head spin. Some, some, maybe even most of the supplements out there are probably a waste of your money, or as some people like to say, they just make really expensive pee because you end up just getting rid of the vitamins and minerals that you don't need. So I can tell you what I take, but this is in no way am I saying that you, that everyone needs to take the same supplements that I do this. I just want to tell you what I take because it may give you an idea of what different supplements can do. So besides my vitamin D, I also take a probiotic supplement that helps with gut health. I take a fish oil supplement that helps with inflammation. I like it for workout recovery and also my brain health. I take a vitamin B complex, which helps with many different functions in the body, including energy levels. And women are especially susceptible to being deficient in the B vitamins. And finally, I take chromium. Because I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, I am slightly insulin resistant. It makes me more prone to weight gain, and I also am super sensitive to sugar spikes and falls. It can greatly affect my mood and energy, so chromium helps promote insulin sensitivity. So like I said, I'm not saying that you need to go take all the same supplements that I take. I just want you to see that there are many different uses for supplements and it will depend on what you're deficient in. It depends on your lifestyle. It will depend on depend on any medical symptoms you may be having. It would be worth having a discussion with your primary care physician or finding like a qualified naturopathic doctor, doctor to help you identify which supplements would be good for you to take. You don't want to just take a combination of different pills. At worst, it could be dangerous for your health. And really, it's it's just not worth the money. So you do probably want to get some medical advice to see which supplements would be good for you. The most common supplement people ask me about when starting a diet are protein supplements. Sometimes people will tell me, I don't want to take something fake or synthetic like a protein supplement. And I, I believe I talked about this in an earlier episode, but protein supplements are not fake foods. Yes, they are processed in a lab, but they are derived from food sources. The most common type of protein supplement is whey protein, W-H-E-Y. And this is a form of dairy. Another type of dairy supplement is casein. Um, whey is used by your body more quickly. It's, it's accessed and broken down more quickly than casein. So whey is very popular for fitness enthusiasts and, and weightlifters. It's a cheap form of protein and easily accessible. Most, I would say most protein powders that you see out there are probably whey proteins. It's definitely the most common form. So here's the thing though. So many people have issues with dairy. I think it's like 80% of the world population can't break down dairy correctly. So that can make you feel sick or fatigued. It can wreak havoc on your digestive system. For me, I finally figured out after years of pounding whey protein shakes on a daily basis that it was making me break out with severe acne, like the big cystic painful kind. So I finally cut it out of my diet and my face is clear for the first time in years. If if I even have a bite of a whey protein bar, I'll be breaking out for weeks. So I completely avoid whey protein at all costs. There are some protein powders that are derived from different sources. 
There's egg white protein, pea protein, hemp protein, soy protein, and even beef protein powders. I'm sure there are many other options out there that I'm not aware of. I've tried quite a few different kinds and haven't found many that taste good, but it is worth doing some research and trying samples of different types to see what what you like and what works for you. The reason you'd consider taking a protein supplement is because it's hard to get enough protein during the day, especially if you're following a moderate to high protein plan, which is good for weight loss and um, it helps maintain your lean tissue, which helps keep your body fat percentage lower. So having a protein shake is a simple way to give you an instant 30 grams of protein, which is incredible to get in just one drink. Uh, It helps you reach your target. So I can see why people like doing protein supplements. Another popular supplement right now is collagen peptides. I personally do have collagen peptides every day. I have a yummy oatmeal recipe that I eat every morning that has collagen peptides in it. I've seen pills, powders, drinks, and bars with it lately, and I've been having a lot of people ask me what my opinion is. I I do like collagen peptides. Collagen supplements are mostly derived from animal, animal bones and fish scales. It's connective tissue that's um, processed and broken down into powder form. Sounds really kind of gross when I say that out loud, but it is a substantial source of protein. It also helps with your joint health, your gut health, your hair, skin, and nails. I actually attribute my clearing skin to my consistent use of collagen peptides, as well as removing whey from my diet. But listen, guys, you you don't want to go pound a bunch of collagen peptides every day to get all your protein in. It having too much can have negative health effects. So one serving is good. Um, You can actually go to vitalproteins.com and they have a lifestyle calculator that will tell you how much you should have a day of their collagen peptides. So that's, that may be worth checking out. Overall, I have to say the best way to get all the nutrients you need in a day is through whole food sources. It's, it's possible to do if you're cutting out all the empty calories and eating a wide variety of nutrient dense foods, it does take more time and effort. But, um, I've personally decided to lower my protein goals and just aim to eat healthy foods with lots of different colors, fiber, and natural proteins. It, It makes sense to me, and I'm sure it does to you as well, that this is the healthiest nutrition plan to get it through whole food sources. But if you feel like you need a little extra help from supplements, then I fully support that. Just I just don't want you to let your supplement intake outweigh or overshadow your whole food intake. So I mean, I was, I was, I jumped right on the supplement bandwagon, especially for protein when I first started. Um, changing my nutrition. And honestly, the more I dive into the nutrition world, I I am moving over to the camp of whole food sources are best, but I am not against supplements because I do think they're, they can be helpful and there's a place for them. So the next question I wanted to address is how long will it take to lose this weight? And guys, I wish I had a crystal ball that would tell me the answer to this question. It's so hard to give an accurate answer there because there's so many variables with each different person. When I give a macro count to someone, we can get them on my body scanner and it will tell us what their current body fat percentage is. And then we can pick what their goal body fat percentage is to aim for. You know, if someone wants to be a you know, do like a bodybuilding competition, they're going to have, they're going to be aiming for a really low percentage. Someone who just wants to be healthy 
and still go on dates and eat dessert every so often, then that's going to be a different body fat percentage that they're aiming for. So we, we pick what their goals are. And then I can actually calculate how many weeks it will take to move from their current body fat, fat percentage to their goal body fat percentage. Um, sometimes I think it can be a little discouraging to people to see that it may take, you know, like 10 to 20 weeks to reach their goal, but it's also a wake up call that losing weight and changing healthy habits is not a one-time quick fix activity. It's more about learning and practicing health habits to incorporate into your life for the long haul. So with that said, I know many times people will think, I just want to lose 20 pounds in a month. So I'm, I'm only going to eat a thousand calories a day. Please don't do that. I know I've said that multiple times here on the podcast. You're going to feel miserable. You're going to lose lean tissue, which will actually make your, make your body fat percentage go up. And it's just too hard to sustain an extremely low calorie diet. A moderate calorie deficit is definitely the way to go. You can go back and listen to episodes 3, 10, and 17 to learn more about calories and eating in a deficit. It's also not a good idea to eat in a calorie deficit for a long period of time. Um, I know this from my research and also from personal experience. It really is not good on your body and energy and mood and your mental health. So I would say maybe do um, a six-week calorie deficit and then eat at maintenance for two to three weeks. And then you can go back to a deficit for another six weeks and just kind of go back and forth. You really want to be kind to your metabolism and not eat at an extremely low calorie diet or for uh, an extended period of time. So when it comes to how long it will take to lose the weight, um, I definitely want you to adopt a marathon mentality and not a sprint mentality. We're in this for the long haul and you're probably going to mess up and that's okay because we're just, we're just practicing and trying to overhaul your lifestyle and you'll lose weight along the way, but you're going to feel better and you will be able to stick with these habits for the rest of your life. And that really is my hope and goal for you. Okay. Question number three, can I have a cheat meal on the weekend? Like, can I follow my diet plan all week and then don't track on the weekends or just have a a cheat day or a cheat meal? Sure. That's totally something you can plan out with your coach or just work into your plan if you're doing it yourself. Um, let's talk about math for a minute though, with this idea, there are 3,500 calories in one pound. So if you have a plan to lose one pound a week, you need to have a 3,500 calorie deficit in your calorie consumption each week, right? So if you're eating at maintenance calories, then you need to be burning through exercise 3,500 calories a week. or Um, you need to eat at a 3,500 calorie deficit a week or a combination of both. Maybe you burn some calories through exercise and then you eat at a slight calorie deficit, which I think is the best way to do that. So that ends up being, if if it's 3,500 calories a week that you need to be um, burning off, then that ends up being 500 calories, a, a 500 calorie deficit each day of the week. So 
you could just do that. You could just aim for, you know, I'm going to eat 250 calories less than my maintenance number and I'm going to burn 250 calories through exercise a day or whatever you plan out to do. There's so many different ways to plan it out. Um, or, and you do that for seven days a week, or you could set up a nutrition plan where you are eating and burning off 600 calories. So a 600 calorie deficit each day instead. And then on the weekend, you'd have 600 extra calories to eat on your cheat day or in your cheat meal. Um, lots of people like having a cheat meal or an untracked meal for a mental break. And I completely support that. I can see how that would be. Um, but I do think you need to do it mindfully because, you know, the opposite can also be true. If you're not really sticking to your nutrition plan throughout the week and you've only been running at a 200 calorie deficit each day for the week, and then you go out and have a big cheat meal on the weekend, you're going to negate all your hard work for the week and possibly even have a calorie surplus and potentially gain weight, which is a bummer. And I know that's really hard to hear. And also as you start tracking your foods, you can see how easily you really could go over your number. You could, you could easily pound 600 calories in a single meal. I think I love that it's, um, it's required for, for menus to list the calorie amounts of dishes and foods, but it's also kind of sickening when we see that, um, you know, a milkshake is like a thousand calories in and of itself. So you, it's not a good idea to just go have an untracked free for all meal because you really can negate all your hard work and even go backwards in your progress. So yes, go have a cheat meal, but just be mindful on how you're doing it. If you're okay, slowing your progress, then that's totally fine in your decision. I make that decision all the time because I love food. I love going out. I love food and social settings. And so I slow my progress all the time. Um, I've just decided that I would rather have carry a little extra weight and enjoy my life. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I am unhealthily overweight, but I am not ready to step on stage for a bikini competition. And I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a 38 year old woman who likes to eat food and, and be with her family. And so I've decided that that's the way I'm going to leave, live my life is to not have, not feel miserable in a, in a big calorie deficit. So it's definitely based on your goals and your time frame and how you want to feel. And that, and then you can base your social life around that. So the last question I want to address today that I usually get is, do I have to exercise to lose weight? My answer is no, you do not have to exercise to lose weight. You can do it all through your nutrition. You can set your calorie goal to the right amount and never lift a single weight or run a single block. However, remember there are health benefits of exercise that are more than just being a method of burning more calories. It helps with your mental well-being, your brain health. It helps with the blood flow through your body that you're so you're getting the nutrients everywhere they need to go. It helps keep your body functioning at its best. And also from an aesthetic purpose 
perspective, you're going to look better with a little extra muscle tone on your body. So I strongly, strongly, strongly urge my clients to exercise on a regular basis. It it will help accelerate your results and you'll feel better. You'll sleep better and your body will be stronger. You're less likely to get injuries and you'll just be healthier. So there really are no downsides to exercise. But when it comes to losing weight, no, you don't have to exercise. And and maybe that, you know, if you are wanting to do a complete overhaul of your lifestyle and you haven't been exercising and you haven't been eating very healthy, maybe that's really overwhelming to think about adding exercise and changing your diet all at the same time. By all means, start with your diet. And then maybe as you start seeing progress and you start feeling a little better, then you can add a little bit more exercise. It is not all or nothing, just like Lindy and I talked about a few weeks ago. It doesn't have to be perfect or or you're failing. Just little incremental um, progressions and changes in your lifestyle is going to be fantastic. And I fully support that. Okay, that's it for today, guys. I would love to answer any other questions you have um, just for yourself personally, or questions that you'd like addressed on an upcoming episode, either for myself with nutrition and diet or Lindy with mental health. Um, you can email us at joyhabitpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Lindy and I also offer free client consultations, about 20 minutes. Um, if you're interested in talking to Lindy about mental health, you can contact her at lindy, L-Y-N-D-Y, at mindandstrength.com. If you'd like a 20-minute free consult with me about your nutrition, please reach out to me at Allie. A-L-Y at foodrebelcoaching.com. I'm just realizing that Lindy and I both have the Y's in our names. Lindy with a Y and Allie with a Y. So thanks for joining with joining me today. Uh, go drink some water, move your body and eat something colorful. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. Hey, we want to hear from you. Drop us an email and we'll discuss any of your questions on an upcoming episode. You can email us at joyhabitpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd also like more coaching tips or maybe work with us one-on-one, you can follow along on Instagram. You can find me, Allie, at food.rebel, Lindy at mindandstrength, or on our websites. Thanks. Thanks.